Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Welcome to another episode of the Game Preview Podcast presented by LifeLock. Jets, Browns, Thursday night football. Feels like it's very late in the year for a little Thursday night football action for the Jets. Have never played this late in the regular season on TNF, but alas, here we are. The Jets coming off a thrilling 30-28 win over the Washington Commanders. Cynthia Freeland in the house. John Polano in the house. No Coach Sala this week because of the quick turnaround. He needs to do what he's got to do behind closed doors. Coach the team. He he, needs to coach the team. He always does, but... You know, sometimes he carves out a little time for us. This time, he couldn't make it into a schedule, which I'm sure a lot of fans are probably listening to like, that's right, you're coaching the team. Here we go. That's my coach. That's your, That's my coach. That's my guy. Yeah, that's your guy. <laughs> Perfect. Well, the Browns also coming off a pretty, I wouldn't say a big win, but points-wise, big win, over 30 points. Joe Flacco at the helm. And we're going to break this all down. But since it's a short week, let's dive right into it. John Polano, you're batting lead off again. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I got you, a, you I did, got a rep under my belt. So you I'm did such a, a better. good job batting lead off last week <sighs> that you've earned the lead off spot again. That that really my heart, I'm, my heart's full. Yeah, that, I really you might it. not have been the world's best baseball player, <laughs> but you're still a pretty good lead off batter here on the game preview podcast. I'll take it. My podcast skills are better than my uh, my hitting skills. Ooh, fair enough. What about bunting? Yeah, it's very important. I'm pretty quick, so I feel like as long as I can get it down, I can get to first. Okay, you got <laughs> it. That sounds like an inexperienced bunter. <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, so we are headed to. I love Cleveland. I'm from upstate New York, so we always There's felt something like, about people from upstate New York and the Midwest that love Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, first off, I said upstate. That was my fault. I'm from Western New York, yes. so I'm from Rochester, which is near Buffalo and near Cleveland. I think we all kind of band together where we all just get pounded by snow. And and I just love Cleveland so much. In particular, the fact that they have a section of their stands called the Dog Pound. Of course. I know you all know that. It's just the absolute best. And as a dog owner myself, and I know Cynthia is a dog owner herself, I know, Ethan, you like dogs, but... I like dogs. Okay. I, I'm not a... I, I'm going to... I'm going to... What's it called? Poke a... I'm trying to find Poke a bear. loophole here. Yeah. Do you own the dog or do your parents own the dog? Okay, that's tough, man. Uh, you, My you parents don't currently own the dog. Li- you don't currently live with a dog. <laughs> yes. And it, Cynthia is the only true dog owner. Agreed. You grew up with dogs. Yes. I did not grow up with dogs. Yes. Uh, my mom is terrified. She is about five foot tall. Terrified of dogs mm-hmm. and animals in general. Any animal. It could be the world's smallest animal. <laughs> scared of it. 
scared of it. Yeah, we can't all have a Gordy like Cynthia, yep. but shout out to Harrison, Gordy. who's my personal dog. I, I, I lived with a dog before, though. One of my old roommates had a dog, Mia. She's fantastic. Yes, oh, yeah. we've heard about Mia. We love Mia. Yeah, we love see, Mia. we do love Mia. So we're a bunch of dog lovers yes. here. Well, so the Jets are going to play in front of the dog pound. So again, I have my three matchups for you guys because I just love matchups. Mm-hmm. It's my like favorite thing. Dang. And I want you to, in the... F- the spirit of the meme who has that dog in them. I want you to pick who on this side of the matchup is going to have their this dog in them <laughs> come game day. Uh, like it. Okay, love it. All right, awesome. Ooh. We will start first with David Njoku, the Browns tight end, versus the Jets linebackers and safeties. So obviously the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback right now is Joe Flacco, their fourth starter this year. Um, but Njoku's stats with Flacco versus without Flacco are absolutely crazy. Since Flacco... Took over in week 13. He has four touchdowns, 256 yards, and 24 receptions. In the 11 games prior, pre-Flacco, he had to- two total touchdowns. So, just Cynthia, from what you know, because I know you do a lot of stuff with the Cleveland Browns, how has Flacco both opened up this offense for Njoku and for just the entire offense in general? Well, they're using Njoku in opportunities to earn yards after the catch. In fact, he leads all tight ends in yards after the catch, and he has for since basically week 14 when Joe Flacco took over. So it's interesting because they're not really running. They're kind of running him how we're used to Travis Kelsey running with a lot of the different looks like as a wide receiver. Sure, he's always a tight end, but if they line him up as a wide receiver, maybe he's a wide receiver too. Who knows? But I think that that's a it's a huge matchup advantage for him because of the way that they're scheming open. Remember, their O-line has been super banged up. They've had a lot of different combinations of O-line. That's maybe probably another question, but that's been an issue. And putting Njoku in different situations to disguise some of that has helped mitigate some of their tackle woes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And between Njoku and obviously Amari Cooper, they've had some good weapons this year. Amari obviously went absolutely berserk last week, 11 catches, 265 yards, and two touchdowns. But he's going to be going against that Jets' second-ranked pass defense in yards and touchdowns. Ethan, in your mind, who draws that matchup in the middle against Njoku? I feel like it's got to be Quincy Williams mostly. I mean, he's got the speed for sure. He's, I haven't looked this week, but he was PFF's number one coverage linebacker. So if you're a PFF believer, that obviously bodes well for you. He just had an interception last week against the Commanders, mm-hmm. which he called, by the way. <laughs> if you have not seen the clip on Twitter or Instagram, go check it out. Basically, Quincy was mic'd up, and he's like, I'm going to get myself a pick. I need one. I need one. He gets it, and then he yells, I stole Christmas. And <laughs> you know what? Good for him. He's been a fantastic player this year. He's done a great job in coverage specifically. And Quincy Williams talked about having the speed like in prior matchups to match up with running backs like Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan. To me, those two's got speed to burn, especially in coverage. So in Joku, to me, you're probably looking at Quincy Williams. All right. All right. And I just think it's interesting that the Jets defense has been so good this year. They've allowed 16 total passing touchdowns. Seven of them have been to tight ends, which is just a little bizarre that like they're almost allowing as many touchdowns to tight ends as they are running backs and receivers. Um, so Cynthia, you can answer this one first. Which side? has that dog in them well which one between between, between which like the basically cleveland passing offense and njoku versus the jets linebackers and safeties okay so here's what i'm gonna tell you the jets are a low blitzing team 19.1 percent 
of all passing downs, they've brought the blitz, which is the second lowest rate in the NFL. Yet they have the third highest pressure rate, 41.9. So you're able to drop seven into coverage. You're able to create different mismatches. This isn't like this world beater of a, I mean, we've got Amari Cooper, sure. And those vertical routes are going to be something that needs to be attended to. David Njoku has been really interesting as well, but it's not like they have seven different guys. It's not like Miami with like a ton of different guys who could all be a threat of these vertical routes in every single down. So I actually think that the Jets defense has a bit of an advantage here. I will say Njoku's the question mark, though, for me, a little bit more than some of the other people because of the fact that there's this weird tight end situation in the red zone where the Jets have had a vulnerability. All right. Yeah, I want to say, like, I'm just looking it up here in terms of the PFF stuff because I was curious. The two top linebackers in terms of coverage grade among players who have taken a minimum of 80% of the snaps. Number one remains Quincy Williams. He's the only linebacker in the NFL who's broken 90. He's at 90.3. Number two in the NFL is C.J. Mosley. So if the Jets, if there were ever a linebacking core to be well-equipped to cover David Njoku, to me, it's this core. And I understand, like, I don't, cover all 32 teams as linebackers with a fine-tooth comb like I cover Quincy and CJ, Mm -hmm. but PFF has them, the two top-graded coverage guys. I think that stands for something. I think Cynthia has made a great point about David Njoku. And look, when you have the Jets secondary with Sauce and DJ Reed, and to Cynthia's point, you obviously have to watch out for Amari Cooper. To me, if I'm Joe Flacco and you're like, okay, like those guys most likely going to be covered more times than not. I'm looking at David and Joku because maybe there's gonna they're gonna try to design a play where somebody else is gonna have to cover number 85, the chief. Great nickname for David and Joku, by the way, who's just had an incredible story with the whole Burns mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy to think to me that he that he's playing at such a high level so quickly after like burning his face off, which is crazy. Yeah. I think that I'm gonna lean towards the Jets. I think this game in general is probably going to be a low-scoring game Mm -hmm. with both defenses playing at an elite level. And I do think you have to be aware of what Njoku's been doing, though, over the past four weeks specifically. Yeah, so we it seems like, as a group, we like the Jets' defense in this matchup, which is which is promising sure. going into it, especially on a short week. All right, next matchup. We're going to completely flip to the other side. I want to talk about the Jets' offense, but I specifically want to talk about their Jets' offensive rookies because, obviously, the Jets were eliminated what, a week, in, a week ago against the Miami Dolphins were eliminated from playoff contention, and Salah has made it a point to get some of these other guys, these young rookies, more and more snaps. You have Izzy Abadaconda, Jason Brownlee, Joe Tipman, Xavier Gibson. Um, I want to ask you guys how you think they're going to do, specifically against this Browns defense that has just been so terrific all year long. Ethan, do you have a favorite offensive rookie this year who's like just really progressed? I don't know if it's a favorite. I've very much enjoyed watching the progression of Joe Tipman, I would say, more than anybody. Because if you think about where he was in the preseason, I don't, before the first game, which ironically, to bring this full circle, came against the Browns in the Hall of Fame game, it's like he wasn't getting a lot of run with the first team at all. It was really like, and not even the second team at the time, he was getting third team reps. Then he plays in the game, and Coach Salo has said this multiple times, Starts to take reps in the game. You're like, wait a minute. That was pretty cool. And then he plays the Panthers. You're like, wait a minute. 
we might have something here. Then he gets hurt, plays guard, gets hurt. Now he comes back as center. And I, I'm going to try to find the tweet, but I feel like every week on Twitter, the day or the day or two after the game, you someone has tweeted something about Joe Tipman and not allowing pressures in pass blocking situations. And for me, I think that I want to talk to him about this. This is going to sound so silly, I think. <laughs> I think you can kind of tell by the way he walks that he's playing a little better. You know, like Salas always says, like, confidence. You can hear it in someone's voice in the huddle. I think that if you were to talk to a lineman, they would tell you that Joe Tippmann sounds a little more confident inside the huddle, calling out protections. He always had a little bit of a, of a wobble to him with his walk, <laughs> a little bit of a peacock chest. I think he's been doing that a little bit more lately. The mullets in, in postseason form. It's in Super Bowl form, really. And so that's a long answer to your question. Who's been the favorite for me? It's him. And I think that against this Cleveland Browns defense, that has Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith. I understand those guys are the bookends on the outside, but the whole offensive line is going to be. coming at yeah. you. Like, they've got a bunch of people. So, um, my eyes are on. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my Tipman, man. Well, so that was kind of my next question for you, Cynthia. Are these numbers, these aren't just like flashy numbers. Obviously, we haven't watched a ton of Cleveland this year. These aren't flashy pass rush numbers from these Cleveland Browns and this Cleveland Browns defense, right? No. I mean, look, the if okay, so here's some here's some context. We know that defensive fronts and backs work together. And, you know, Miles Garrett didn't get a sack in four games. That was like his longest streak ever. But pressure matters significantly. But look at these deep passing numbers. This just tells you a little bit something about the pressure. So in terms of 10 plus air yard passes, the Jets have allowed 56 10-plus air yard completions. That's second lowest in the NFL. Do you know who's lower? The Browns with 54. So it's the front working together with the back. And, you know, remember, like, so it's it's kind of like you're, you're thinking about this defense. Also think about, the like, the Jets defense. It's not they're, – they're, they're very different. This is a Jim Schwartz defense. It's just a little bit different construction. But same general idea. Really good pass rush up front. Some really good key anchor corners, like – Denzel Ward's back for them. And then they've got Martin Emerson, who's been playing out of his mind as well. So it's not that dissimilar to the Jets in terms of how it has netted out. I just want to say this about Joe Tippmann because I found the tweet. Michael Nania tweeted it. Joe Tippmann has allowed zero pressures or he allowed zero pressures on 55 pass blocking snaps against the commanders. It's his fourth start of the season where he allowed zero pressures the most by a Jets rookie old lineman since Nick Mangold Nick Mangold 2006 oh. 12 games yeah 
There's something there. I mean, aside from the hair and the beard and whatever, Mm -hmm. like Joe Tippett Mm -hmm. has been playing very well. And I understand the Jets have had a revolving door at offensive line. They're probably you're if you're a betting person, which we are not, we don't bet. Um, we work for the league. How would we? How would we even do that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I literally don't even know how you would go about placing a bet. What is betting? Yeah, what is betting? <laughs> don't Google it because we don't want to know. Anyway, if you're a betting person, you're going to assume Joe Douglas is going to add to the offensive line, right? I think that's like a foregone conclusion. But knowing that you have a piece in Joe Tipman, a piece coming back, and Elijah Vera Tucker, at least you got two very, very promising young pieces to build around despite if the jets going out a veteran if they add another rookie which is supposed to be a talented o tackle group and offensive line group so jets are going to have options but joe tipman's definitely going to be a big part of this future so you love tipman just to talk about all the other rookies in general though between gibson and brownlee and abanaconda this is going to be a short week against a really really good defense and i know they've already done it kind of once this year when they played on black friday but is there any concern from either of you with these guys getting ready for a really good defense on a short week I not more than I think that they'll like, I think they're coming along really well, right? Like this is a, it's not going to be, it would, even if they had the full extra few days, it's not going to be an easy defense to prepare for. So I just think like you're seeing them, especially last game, you saw them like fight through some adversity and Reese Hall had these massive numbers and Izzy also was able to contribute. So it was, it was a, I, I don't think that'll be, a, I mean, it won't, it's going to be a problem in general for this to face this defense, but it's not going to be any more of a problem. I think they'll, they'll get them ready. I agree with that. I also think that it's going to be, it's going to be a little different going from the 32nd ranked pass defense and defense to the number one ranked defense in their house yeah. on a short week. So yeah. I think that's a cold splash of water on your face, whether it's Thursday night, Sunday afternoon, Saturday, like it's going to be a tough matchup. I will say whenever I hear Martin Emerson, just the name Martin mm-hmm. Emerson, I immediately think of Garrett Wilson and his first touchdown week two, 31 to 30 yep. last season. Cause he put Emerson on skates. Yeah. Yep. He and did. that was he Joe Flacco did. throwing the, throwing the pill. So Very true. Very true. I know it's such circle. a, the whole thing comes full time is a flat circle. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's where I stand yeah. on Martin. Emerson. I mean, Joe Flacco played really well in that game last year. There's something about that stadium that he showed us last year. He just really likes to play in Cleveland. Joe Flacco has that dog in him in the dog pound. <laughs> yes. That's what you're saying? Yeah, I yeah, mean, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Last... Wait, wait, I, I have one question to interject. Cynthia, I'll ask you can answer first. If you were to say Joe Flacco, like what breed of dog is Joe Flacco? Just as a human, not like as a player, not the way he plays, literally just like as a dude. Maybe it's the way he looks. No, it's um, what's Scooby-Doo again? Um, He's a great Dane. He's a great Dane. I was going to. Like long limbs, like long limbs, long, like he's a great Dane, like a, like. You know, like it, it looks easy when he throws those deep balls, but he's been more effective as a deep passer than any other Browns quarterback we've seen in the past two seasons. So I totally great agree. Dane. I, yeah. I was going to say great Dane if you did not. Really? That's yeah. It, because like it's, he's long limbed, like you said. Long um, limbs. Yeah. I, I, this is going to come off so wrong. And I will. I oh just want to preface oh boy, that. But we're, we're going there anyways. Okay. Yeah, great Danes have kind of like, I don't know, like, droopy looking faces a little bit joe they flacco do. they do you know droopy looking face, for sure. he's a little older yeah, i'm with you a little I'm older scruffy gray scruff i mean like i i just think that and and for what it's worth there's something about the way the great dane kind of like prances around that's kind of like a little slow a little regal 
Joe Flacco's like football royalty at this point. I like it. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Maybe he's not like, you know, the royalty of Tom Brady or Joe Montana, but he's modern day football royalty. He has a Super Bowl ring. That's what I'm saying. Super Bowl MVP. Heads up, Jets fans. There are more identity threats than most people realize, and you can't catch them all on your own. It takes a team. LifeLock catches the identity threats you could miss. If something happens, your own U.S.-based identity restoration specialist will work to fix it, backed by our million-dollar protection package. Plus, Jets fans can score 35% off their first year. Go to LifeLock.com Jets or use promo code JETS at checkout. That's 35% off LifeLock.com. All right, for this last matchup, I want to go with Brees Hall versus the Browns rush defense. But I just want to throw this kind of like magic number at you guys. So last week, the, the Jets rushed for 164 yards as a team. So this is Brees and kind of everybody in company. Um, for the season, when the Jets rush for 70 plus yards, they are 5-2. and two. When they rush for less than 70 yards, and 70 yards like still isn't even that much. Less than 70 yards, they are 1-7. and seven. And also, for Brees specifically, when he has 90 scrimmage yards... Plus, the Jets are 6-0. and When he has less than 90 scrimmage yards, they are 0-9. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just kind of, I don't know a ton about this Jets, this Browns rush defense because we've only kind of got, just gotten into it leading up to this short Thursday game. But, Cynthia, since you know so much about this Browns defense, what is Brees looking at in this matchup? Well, look, they, we talk about how they're number one against the pass, and they kind of have been for several weeks now, pretty much like the entire season. They've been like two and three, two and three, like bouncing in the top four against the run in most major metrics. So it's not an easy task. Like JOK, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa out of Notre Dame, he's a problem. He, he's a menace. And the linebacker level is like the most targetable area of that defense, but it's still not, not so great now that they're kind of they're, they're, the defense has been winning them games. How about that? <laughs> Even before Joe Flacco came, came, came along off his couch, the defense has been winning games. But I do have a really good Brees Hall stat for you, and I need to get this out because it's really good. You ready for it? I'm excited because I have Brees Hall on my fantasy team, and I'm in the championship. So, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so we had 95 rushing yards, 96 receiving yards. There are six players in all of NFL history, all of NFL history, who have had more than one game with 95 of each type of yards earned. And Brees Hall has played 22 games, and he's one of those people. Damn. Do you think he knows Six. that? Should we tell him? I, I don't know if he knows should, that, but I think we should tell absolutely him. absolutely tell him. He needs to know. He um, must know. Can, can we get a little fantasy advice in terms of Brees Hall? Like You, you can't You're not play Hall. him. Correct. You don't have anyone that's better than Brees Hall. You just got to be careful. You got to find some upside like elsewhere. Cause like you said, not a high scoring game, right. Which mm-hmm. doesn't not really great for fantasy. And, but it's, it's, he's got a really safe floor. You know what I mean? Like you can't not of play course. him because some other people's floors plus it's Thursday. So again, throw him into your running back spot. So you could flex someone else later in the week. If you absolutely need to find like disproportionate upside points. There you go. You get a little jets Browns preview, a little fantasy advice. Mm-hmm. What'd you come for? Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. I'm loving it so much. That's right. But just one more question for you, though, Ethan, on Brees. I feel like in this last game, obviously he led our team in receptions. And Solid in his press conference literally earlier today, today's Tuesday, said that he's his hands have just like gotten so much better and that it's just like a huge part of mm-hmm. his game. Have you seen that from your perspective, watching the press box, being on the road with him? I would say that Salah's seen more of like 
the actual reps where you go upfield like that. That's what I want to see, because I feel like from a running back perspective, what we've seen from Brees Hall, you've seen a little check down, you've seen a little screen. Like I would imagine most running backs catch those types of passes. What I would like to see, and which I'm sure Salah has seen over the course of Brees Hall's career is him progressing in terms of route running, shaking free, and then bringing down the football. Like there was that one play that there was no pass interference flag mm-hmm. thrown. Mm-hmm. We all kind of thought maybe there should have been, but that was one of the plays where I was like, wait a minute, is that, is that Brees? <laughs> like I would have liked to seen Brees catch that without a defender. If the defender didn't, I think interfere with him because I think that's where he can really take the, this offense to another level for the remainder of the regular season, which is only two games. I understand that, but I, I do think Brees Hall has gotten better as a receiver. I mean, his vision is crazy once he has the ball in his hands. And my concern, and I'm sure Cynthia, like you, you're more equipped to talk about this. Like if you're Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, and you've seen the amount of screens and checkdowns that Brees Hall just got last game, aren't you just sniffing that out? Like you're going to say, okay, I know I have speed. You have speed. I trust my speed. If I start to see you leak a little bit, I'm just going to try to cover you. So that that's what that's where my concern is as an employee. And if you're a Jets fan, that's where my concern would be too. Yeah. But I also think that I think it's smart to think that this staff is going to say, Hey, there's two games left. This guy's shown a, a good improvement this season. Let's keep that rolling for the last two games of the season. Let's get him some ones that are a little bit more untraditional, meaning maybe it doesn't look like a screen that they've pulled out in the past few games, right? Go back six, eight games, maybe even more, because typically about four games is the amount of film people watch. So let's go back to something that came out of our bag of tricks like way earlier in the season so we can try to keep the good, you know, momentum. I don't, we we can, we talk about momentum, not real, but psychology is real. And the ability to be able to see things ahead of time, you know, understand how to visualize something and then go for it, that's real. So, you know, that's, I think that's more what they will be going for. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Is that all you have for That's matchups? all I have. Just shout out to my two dogs. I mean, you guys. <laughs> to my two dogs. Handed all the information out. Loving it. That's what, all I got. What kind of. I'm trying to get my dog in here. Yeah, get Gordy involved. I have one I question for you before we wrap up here on the Game Preview Podcast presented by LifeLock. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this seems to be a very challenging task for the New York Jets. Zach Wilson remains in concussion yep. protocol, will not play. Trevor Simeon going up against the number one defense in the NFL. You never know what the what the lake effect's going to be like in Cleveland, what that means for the weather, what it means for the temperature. It's going to be night, which means it's going to be colder. How do the Jets win this game on offense, or what do they need to do on offense? Because I think at this point in the year, I know Joe Flacco's been great. He's thrown for 300 yards each of his last three. That's for the first time in his 16-year career. I think most people are feeling good about where the Jets' defense stands. How do the Jets escape Cleveland and get come back off a short week into the mini bye week, as they put it with a win limit explosive plays from the defense. So, you know, Amari Cooper got all those yards last week on downfield routes, right? Like, so what vertical routes, what seven for two fourteen, and both of his touchdowns came on vertical routes. So that's an area where this Jets team is really good. But explosive plays, especially in what should be a low-scoring game, a few explosive plays can change the trajectory of the game. So 
limit explosive games in the run and pass, and two, on the offense, stay in manageable downs and distances so that you don't have to worry about potentially Miles Garrett's Darius Smith coming for you. That is not a fun pass rush to go up against. So if you're leveraging Brees Hall, who's super dynamic, you're leveraging Izzy, you're leveraging all – I mean, you have when – it, when it comes to Garrett Wilson, like – this it's not a good matchup for him, but you still have him drawing away that coverage to create space for someone else, even if it isn't necessarily him who's going to do the catching of the football, right? So keep those downs and distances manageable. You don't need to do anything crazy. We actually saw it last week. It's like really smart game plan of just rhythm football. Stay in rhythm, exploit the layer of the linebackers where you have the best opportunity and just stay in third manageable, third manageable. More for it. That's it. That's it. Simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Right? Isn't that what we like, kiss? <laughs> yeah. Right? Wasn't that from like <laughs> whatever? Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. I've heard that kiss. a time or two. Just, just kiss, you know? <laughs> yeah. So look, it's gonna be a challenging task, but this is again, it's the NFL. Any given Thursday, any given Sunday, any given Saturday. This is week 17 of the game preview podcast. Jets Browns in Cleveland couple familiar faces, one of them being Joe Flacco, the other being Elijah Moore, the wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. And we'll see what happens. And then I can't believe I'm about to say this, but the next time the three of us are back in studio rocking and rolling, it'll be 2024. Happy New Year! Yep. Happy New Year! Well, the game's out of the way because you can go do fun things. Some people got a game that night. Think that about it, is you know? absolutely like true. Bengals and Chiefs; those pe- those fans are going to be in a freezing cold stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they will. You have to watch the New York fireworks. I love the New York fireworks. New York fireworks are always great. And if you're a Jets fan, you can just enjoy your Sunday. You no stress levels. You know, just no do stress. do whatever you want to do. Order some great food, make some great food, hang out with some great people, ring in the new year, and then we'll wrap up this podcast for the 2023 season in 2024 when the Jets take on the Patriots. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.